What's popping, everyone? Welcome to episode 49 of the Flea, Fl- Flea Flicker NFL Show. I'm your host, Arif Umar, and we are almost upon playoffs. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Amal Ronak. What's up, Amal? What's up, Arif? This week, there's actually a good amount of news that we can cover, and then we'll head into our Week, seven, week 16 uh, game recap. And then uh, we'll go through our power ranking, the playoff picture that, that's currently standing, and uh, what teams are make can make it, what teams will make it, what teams are clinched already, and then just give our like predictions, kind of of uh, how we think uh, week seventeen will end out with our game predictions, and then that itself will lead to our seven teams making it to the each conference. Um, we're entering into our final week of football, and I cannot wait to these last week of regular season games and see all these irrelevant bum teams uh finally out of my tv screen <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure the jags uh, jags jets fans they're pretty happy to not see their team playing anymore we can just hop into some of the news and i'm going to start off with some kind of surprising news to me at least with the washington football team releasing dwayne haskins their former first round pick from 2019 and he was a quarterback, obviously. They released him. And really, to me, this just shows that Dwayne Haskins clearly was not the guy. He just never was for Washington with the previous coaching staff. And it was more of the, uh, the owners pushing it on upon the coaches to draft him back in 2019. But also, it shows that Dwayne Haskins clearly isn't just mature enough. And he just has to grow into this role. He currently hasn't signed anywhere else. And I, I'm assuming he will get a second opportunity. But to me, it's pretty clear that Dwayne Haskins kind of became complacent with where he was. He got his money. He realized he was a first-round pick, so he's probably not going to get cut. And he didn't put in the work. He got caught doing, you know, breaking COVID protocols, going to strip clubs, all that stuff. And that clearly was not something that Ron Rivera was looking in for a quarterback. And honestly, to me, it just feels like a wasted opportunity. And I hope that he can mature and grow from it and maybe even become at least a backup somewhere else because – like he has some sort of talent. There's a reason why he was drafted in the first round, but clearly he missed his opportunity and he became complacent with where he was. And it's it's kind of a sad story to be honest, but that's my takeaways from Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So for me, I mean, you said you were surprised. I, I, I really wasn't because I think right when he, he did a strip club incident, I, I knew it was the beginning of the end for sure, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, overall, only giving him a year and a half. I'm not even a year and a half. He had one, half the year as a starter, right, Arif? Let's be real. He started halfway through last year, roughly, maybe three-quarters of last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And then he started, what, week one, week two? Week, week like, the first four weeks, I believe. And then he started a couple other games somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, he – he, hasn't he might not even got a full yet. season. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. He hasn't. He, he probably hasn't even started 16 games, and he's already getting cut. I mean, this goes to show, like, I guess the sadness of the pick. Honestly, uh, I I never expected Dwayne Haskins to be playing this poorly, and um, yeah, I think now the Giants are probably happy that at least they had a better pick than them. I mean, Daniel Jones. I don't know if he's necessarily the answer in New York, but. I mean, at least he's doing something. I mean, and they're at least somewhat in the in the picture for the playoffs. And it's because of not – I don't even know if that's even because of Daniel Jones. But here, definitely not because of Dwayne Haskins, just the Washington football team's have the success. So, 
if, if we're better without you, we might as well just cut him. So uh, I think I think the Washington football team made the right decision here. I think you you can't you can't continue with the, this uh, dead weight anymore. You can take on the dead cap and uh, yeah, get rid of this guy. And uh, I think they did the right idea, right move. Obviously, there's some teams I think that could use Dwayne Haskins. Like I think the Patriots could probably go after him. Uh, Bengals maybe can go after him since Joe Burrow's hurt right now. Uh, but Steelers could go after him as well. But I think I think right now I think Dwayne Haskins needs to work on himself first before he uh, enters back into the football field and joins any other team. Because I think the actions that he made this past season I think are are unforgivable. And uh, yeah, you can't you can't be doing that in, in the football field. So. Yeah, that's where I stand uh, with this Dwayne Haskins situation. Well, cool. We can move on to some other news. And there's probably two more news items I want to talk about. First, we can talk about the left tackle for the Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtiari, who is almost a perennial pro bowler, maybe even an all-pro. I'm not 100% sure. But he's one of the best tackles in the league. And I believe he was actually rated as the number one left tackle, uh, according to PFF. Uh, pro football focus. He's torn his AC, uh, ACL. He's out for the season. He tore, uh, I think, two days ago in practice. And that's a pretty big blow. But at the same time, we're going to talk about the Packers later on in the show after their pretty big Sunday Night Football win over the Tennessee Titans, who are most likely locked in as a playoff contender and a playoff team. Um, the Green Bay Packers, to me, they don't really have a lot of flaws. And I feel like losing an offensive lineman versus someone on the defense where I think they're more likely to have a hole like an Achilles heel. I feel like their offensive line, they can shuffle it around. They can fix it. And they still got Aaron Rodgers. and in the NFC, like there aren't that many like crazy pass rushes. I feel like going into the playoffs. Like, I mean, like at least from the, like thinking off the top of my head, like, you don't have the Niners going there. You don't have the Eagles going there. You most likely don't have the Bears going there with another great pass rush. So, like, these great pass rushes, they're not going to be in the playoffs. And obviously there will be some teams like the Saints. They got a pretty decent pass rush as well. But, but for, like, for the most part, I feel like the Packers, as weird as it says, uh, like, sounds, I feel like they can afford to lose players. And they're still a really strong Super Bowl contender in my mind. So, yeah, it sucks that David Bakhtiari is hurt. I hope he gets uh, healthy and he's back for next season. But I feel like the Packers are not as hurt from this as other teams would be. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, David Bakhtiari, that, that injury definitely hurts. But I think a lot of these teams already are having like season-ending career-ending. I mean, season-ending, not career-ending. Season-ending injuries. Uh, like even Colts left tackle, uh, Anthony Costanza. Uh, he's a he's a that's a big blow too that he he opted for surgery now he's out for the rest of the season as well. I think a lot of these teams are dealing with these injuries, but I think the Packers they losing them losing James Bakhtiari he is a very good superstar uh, tackle, but I think they can manage still even without him though. But uh, maybe it'll hurt them maybe when they go later on maybe NFC Championship game. Super Bowl potentially, then you can notice. Okay, maybe we do really, really need this guy. But I think uh, they'll be they'll be fine at least for the foreseeable future. Meaning at least for the next three weeks, two three weeks, I think they should be fine without him. I don't think you should have any uh, caution signs necessarily for the Green Bay Packers. But um, 
Yeah, and then the last news that uh, we have is Alvin Kamara, Kamara, however you call him. Alvin Kamara has uh, been placed in the COVID-19 list because uh, he tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, he is asymptomatic. Their running back coach also tested positive too. But anyways, that, that could be a big blow because right now, as it stands, the Saints are number two in the NFC, meaning they will have to be playing in the wild card weekend next weekend. And that will hurt their chances because if Alvin Kamara doesn't play on, because there's a 10 day quarantine process and playoff games start January 10th and January 11th, I believe. Uh, I mean, it could be now, let me see here. Yeah, January 9th and January 10th. So if uh, Alvin Kamara doesn't play if, if the Saints play on January 9th, which is a week we're recording this on January 2nd, if we were, if uh, Alvin Kamara plays, if the Saints play January 9th, he would not be eligible to play. But if they play January 10th, he would be eligible to play. So it's that type of situation right now for the Saints. Um, they obviously need their superstar running back. I'm pretty sure the NFL will buy into that, and I'm pretty sure they will schedule the Saints to play next Sunday if they don't secure the first round by this weekend. So, I mean, that's, that's where that stands. I think uh, it could be worrisome for this, this next game they're playing against the Panthers because Panthers are always upset. They're always a team that can pull off the upset. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, and as of now, according to Jay Glazer, NFL reporter, the entire running back room is out tomorrow uh, due to being close contacts to Alvin Kamara, as uh, well as, like you said, the running back coach. And also, I believe from what I read from Ian Rappaport, they're planning on bringing back Ty Montgomery, who's currently a wide receiver on the team, and placing him at running back. He's played running back before for, uh, for his previous teams in the Green Bay Packers, so he has some sort of experience there. But they're really sort of trying to just put whatever they can out there running back. And, yeah, we'll see if it impacts the game tomorrow. Um, yeah, and that game is pretty big because if the Saints win and the Packers lose next week or uh, tomorrow to the Green Bay uh, to the Chicago Bears rather, then the Saints get the first round bye. So it's a pretty big game for the New Orleans Saints. And talking about games, unless you have something else to say, I think we can hop right into our Week 16 recap, Jamal. Yeah, we can hop right into it. Uh, first game that I guess we we should talk. I mean, let's get the relevant games out of the way. Actually, I, I will do that. Let's change it up for a bit. Bears, Jaguars. Everyone expected um, the results to go that way. I, I was kind of uh, I was kind of like surprised, I should say, when the score was 10-10, uh, entering into the second, uh, entering into the like midway through the second quarter. But I think, uh, yeah, the Bears Bears shot it through. They handled their business, and uh, yeah. Um, Mitch Trubisky is playing competent football recently. Yeah, that's he, what I've exactly. realized. I think that's what I think. Also, I think Matt Nagy. I don't even know if Matt Nagy is making play calls anymore on the offensive side. But I, I think someone finally just had like the light switch flip on their brain, and they realized that they need to feed David Montgomery the ball way more time. Um, Twenty-three carries this time, ninety-five yards and a touchdown. I think this is this was the running back that we expected to see last year. Reed, I'm, if I'm not wrong. He was drafted in the second round last year, and he was a complete bust, in my opinion, and a bum. And this year, he's actually proving himself uh, to be uh, quite, 
quite a good running back in this league, and he has. I think he's made up for last year, which is just performance already. I think so. Um, yeah, kudos to David Montgomery. Um, for sure. Doing this thing. This is his first game against the Jacksonville Jaguars since he was a Jacksonville Jaguar. So, um, ten receptions for 103 yards. That that, that was a, obviously a very good game for Allen Robinson. Uh, we can move on to another irrelevant game. Uh, Bengals Texans. This game was kind of irrelevant. I mean, it didn't matter who really went. Texans wouldn't even keep their pick even if they were trying to tank. This pick goes to the uh, Miami Dolphins. So them losing actually just helps the Dolphins. So um, Bengals winning here. Yeah, I mean, it is surprising because we both, I believe, picked the Texans. So, yeah, I mean, that's where that goes. I mean, here's a name that came out of the woodwork this week, Amal. Samaje Pirine, former, I think, sixth-round pick for the Washington football team. He came out of he came out of nowhere, in all honesty. I didn't even know this guy was still in the league, and he looked pretty good. Uh, 13 carries, 95 yards, 7.3 yards per carry. He even had two touchdowns. So that was something I was not expecting to see on the stat sheet or even on the highlight reel. Samaje Pirine doing anything for a team. He also had four receptions for 41 yards. So 130 yards from scrimmage uh, last week against the Houston Texans. And the Texans, man, I just got to say, they've got a lot of stuff to fix, a lot. Like, it's, and I think you got to start with that defense. J.J. Watt may not be coming back. Like, there's lots of star players there that – well, not really. There's not – he's pretty much the only star player, in all honesty. They, they just don't have a lot on the defensive side of the ball. And clearly, when Samaje Piran has 130 yards from scrimmage, something is not going right. Yeah, Especially I mean, with a pretty bad Bengals offensive line, so it's just it's, overall it's, like it's crazy because I mean the the Texans were what they were a number three in the AFC last year. They they won their division outright, and uh, it's crazy they've fallen off this much to being probably top three worst a, worst teams in the AFC. I mean it's top three best to top three worst. It's crazy how that can flip in just one year. Um, unbelievable. I think that's the word I can say. It literally is, quite frankly, unbelievable that that, that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just shocking to see uh, the Texans falling off this badly. Um, another relevant game here, Giants-Ravens. I mean, we knew that the Giants weren't really going to pose any threat to the Ravens. Yep, 27-13. They're, they're definitely a team that's trending up, uh, and they haven't clearly haven't lost a step in any of these games. So, uh yeah, they're right now standing firmly in their uh, in the AFC playoff picture. Um, another irrelevant game: Broncos Chargers. Chargers won, I believe. Uh, this one was this. I think this game didn't really surprise any of us, but Justin Herbert got the job done. I guess. I mean, late. Yep, fourth quarter drive to win it on a field goal. So, yeah, Justin Herbert being Justin Herbert. We yeah, can talk about um, another. Uh, we can talk about a couple more games. Uh, yeah, Bucks Lions, forty-seven to seven, and Amal, this is the rare and probably the first time I've ever seen a starting quarterback get benched at halftime. So, Tom Brady, he had I think four touchdown passes, zero picks, 24, 22 for twenty-seven, five incompletions. So, he, yeah, I mean, he probably would have had seven touchdowns. Like, let's be honest here, Tom Brady, <laughs> and you could see Tom Brady, like, yeah, the Lions' defense is bad. But all those people who said Tom Brady lost a step just don't know what they're talking about and don't know football. This guy still has an arm at the age of, I don't even know how old he is, like 43, 42. He's just balling out there. 
And Matt Stafford got hurt first. I think it was the first drive. He, I believe, sprained his ankle. And, you know, it's bad when he can't return to a game. I mean, Matt Stafford is the definition of an iron man. He'll play through everything as long as he can. And just prayers up to him. Probably his last game as a lion, in all honesty. So, yeah. um, Vikings, Saints on Friday night football, Christmas, uh, Christmas night. So, I mean, the Saints won 52-33. to 33. And the story here was Alvin Kamara with his six rushing touchdowns. Should have had seven, but Taysom Hill got one instead. And the Vikings, similarly to the Texans. I mean, the Vikings' defense, they need help. But I think it's sort of different because they have a lot of young players who are sort of developing into, like, the role that they need to play. But I think that the Vikings' defense is nowhere near what it once was, where it was arguably a top-three defense every single year. They've just got to retool, and I believe that this offseason will give them the chance to develop, and especially if, you know, God willing that COVID is over with the vaccines coming out soon. You'll hopefully have training camp and all that fun stuff, and these defensive players, these young defensive corners and all these players on the Minnesota Vikings can actually have an offseason and grow into the role. Yeah, definitely. And Alvin Kamara here, I mean, the game is incredible. I think uh, we got we had to talk more about this. I mean, uh, 155 yards, six touchdowns, uh, six touchdowns from a running back. Last time I saw that was with Jamal Charles, but that was not even just that, those. Those were the combined touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns. I think that's different for sure. And uh, yeah, quite unique performance there. Uh, dominant, I think, is the word I would use here. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that he's got, he got contracted with the coronavirus, we'll see how that impacted there um, on the Saints offense. Um, now we can actually dive into the somewhat relevant games that happened this week. Actually, uh, we'll go through one more irrelevant game. Bills-Patriots, we expected that result to. Um, it's crazy, Arif. Do you know who the leading passer of the Patriots was that uh, in that game? I mean, I want to say Cam Newton. Was no. it not Cam Newton? No, it's Jarrett Stidham, 44 yards. Ooh, elite quarterback numbers right there, yeah. 44 <laughs> yards. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Josh Allen had a sensational performance, 320 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Stephon Diggs, he hasn't had a bad game yet this season, Arib, I'll be honest. Stephon Diggs has been very consistent. Three touchdowns, right, on Monday Night Football? 145 yards and three touchdowns, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's the Bills keep rolling. That's just my takeaway. The Bills are definitely a Super Bowl contender, and if yeah. they were to go head on head against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are currently the one seed, I would they're pick the Bills. Up, yeah, they're, they're, I'd give them the upset as well. Uh, we can actually now talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They looked quite suspect uh, last Sunday. Uh, I don't know what was going on with them. They always like to, to piss, piss people off with their lucky wins. At this point, I'm starting to think that some of these are just flat-out luck. Young Wei Koo, I think that dude's automatic normally. I mean, obviously, kickers miss, so it's not a big deal. But, man, that dude really missed it. and Missed the game-tying field goal, yep. Game-tying field goal. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against him. Everyone misses at some point. Even Justin Tucker will miss sometimes. So, but – Damn, that that definitely hurts. I mean, the Falcons were really on an upset. This is the first time I've seen the Chiefs go two quarters without scoring a single point. Really. 
This is zero. They've done it multiple times this year, Amal. They've gone like long stretches of time where they just can't score. They they can't score. It doesn't make any sense. I think this this Mahomes performance wasn't the best either. Because the Falcons D, I mean, they're very good in my opinion when they're actually healthy, but they can never stay healthy. They have their injury bug is awful. For the past three years, they've just never been able to stay healthy. But their Falcons defense this even to that game, they weren't healthy, but they've been still manning they managed to hold the Chiefs down to only 17 points. I think the Chiefs were just hoping to get that by and then just get it over with. I, I don't know if they were playing that seriously or that competitively. because I, And if they were, then they're a team that can honestly get tossed out of the divisional round itself. And, uh, yeah, then the Chiefs wouldn't even be a threat. Because right now, the Chiefs are by far the odds-on favorites to make to win the AFC. By far, it's not even close, actually, to who's second. But we've been saying this the entire season, Arif. The Chiefs are upset. They're, they are potential. They are, have very high potential and high chance of getting upset by any of these teams that can make the playoffs here. Yeah, I, I mean, they've been almost upset by the Falcons now, the, Char- um, the Chargers. They almost lost to the Broncos, Raiders twice, the Broncos. Well, exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think they're bound – I'm being I'm being dead serious. I think they're bound. To they can't run the ball, Amal. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they can't run they're the ball. Similar to a team, yeah, yeah, similar to a team like the Cardinals and the Steelers. Both those teams can't really run the ball. We're seeing late in the season them struggling to win games. I mean, the Falcons had this game. AJ Terrell, rookie corner out of Georgia, yeah, Georgia, Clemson, Clemson. He had a he had a really great play on a ball thrown to Tyreek Hill. And he almost came up with a pick, but he ended up dropping it. Didn't survive the ground. And that led to Mahomes scoring a game, I guess, game-winning touchdown pass late in the fourth quarter. I mean, I when it, it comes – It was so – so Yeah, good. I mean, I, everyone knew it was going to happen. Mahomes, he's just not playing Mahomes football. And the, I guess the ability to not run the ball is really hampering their offense. Even great quarterbacks like Mahomes, Rodgers, Wilson, they need to have a run game in order to succeed long-term. And we're seeing that this lack of a run game or an efficient run game is really hampering this Chiefs team. And we'll see what will happen in the playoffs. Mahomes will not be playing next week. But, yeah, um, we can move on to – I guess I just talked about the Cardinals and the Niners. The Cardinals-Niners. The Cardinals lost 20-12 to against the Niners. And talking about a run game, they just didn't have one. Kyler Murray threw for 50, time, 50 times, 31 completions. He didn't look that impressive this game. And it's just sort of a – it's like a recurring theme this year where, like, Kyler Murray just doesn't look all that great, in all honesty. Like, he had 75 yards on the ground, but having 45 yards from a running back is not going to cut it. Just overall, the offense has slowed down from the first eight games of all, and I don't know what the real solution is here because their offensive line isn't that great. They, I don't, they haven't found a real solution to running the ball other than running it with Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray just also isn't throwing the ball as someone who was drafted first of all should throw the ball. He just, he's just not looking all that comfortable, missing easy throws here and there. Just overall, the entire offense looks just whack. I think that's the only way I can say it. So they've got problems. Yeah, so first hit on the Chiefs. Them missing out on Clyde Edwards Elaire right now, that definitely hurts them. I think he should be back by the time the divisional round starts, right, Arif? If I'm not I believe mistaken. so, yeah. So I think that could definitely be um that could definitely be some positivity that could bring to that Chiefs rushing. Even when he was there though, Arif, it hasn't been looking the best by any means. So 
Um, definitely to look out for that. And when it comes to the Cardinals, Cardinals for the Niners, um, and the Cardinals lost. And I, I actually really wanted to first mention this. Uh, George Kittle. I'm surprised that uh, I didn't know that he was this much of a Bears fan. I guess he's from Iowa, so maybe maybe there's maybe the closest team. I, I, it doesn't. I don't. I don't understand that. But hey, man, George Kittle came back. Four receptions, 92 yards. Yeah, we already knew this, man. I think George Kittle, when he's healthy, I, I I still stand by it. I think he's the best tight end in football. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's amazing too. But man, that dude George Kittle's good with any single QB, any QB you give him. CJ Beathard, his story. Uh, this is he played exactly one year ago when he, uh, it's a one year anniversary of uh, his brother being shot and passed away. So uh, CJ Beathard played very well. Uh, 182 yards, three touchdowns. The Niners felt like they 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 wanted to win that game, and they and they got the job done. And when it came to the Cardinals, you, you're right; they don't have a run deep run game whatsoever. I don't know where Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds. I don't I don't understand that. Uh, Kyler Murray's their only real running back. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but I I mean that's the case. And I, I agree with you, Kyler Murray, the, the deep balls and everything. Yeah, I mean. He did have that great Hail Mary. I think you can honestly call that luck, the play he had against the Bills. Uh, some skill was definitely there, but the fact that he just literally threw it up there and DeAndre Hopkins happened to be there. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, Cardinals, are def- Cardinals are right now standing outside uh, the playoffs right now. They're right now at the eighth seed, and they have a must-win game next week if they win their end. So uh, you need the Cardinals control their own fate here. So uh, uh, not if they win the yeah yeah if they win their end. So yeah, like I said, the Cardinals do control their own. Yep, fate. for sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and, uh, I think we need to move to game to the week. Game of the week. I'm all Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, that that game. Oh my goodness! This game was bonkers in the fourth bonkers. quarter. So I think bonkers is the only way I can describe it. In all honesty, yeah. so. Late in this, uh, late in the fourth quarter, uh, current Miami starting quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, whatever the hell his name is, he was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick because Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he's more seasoned, and we we can clearly see a difference in the offenses with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not afraid to go downfield, and just from the minute he stopped in, you could see the Dolphins were energized. Somehow the Raiders were energized. They threw a long eighty-five yard touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. The game went back and forth, back and forth. Daniel Carlson ended up tying, uh, ended up kicking the supposed game-winning football uh, field goal to bring the Raiders 25-22 to up against the Dolphins. And the Raiders needed to win this game to keep in the playoffs. So did the Dolphins. So this is essentially a playoff game. And people were mad because um, John Gruden, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, he took a knee and he just sort of drained out the clock instead of trying to punch it in for a touchdown. And I, for one, had no problems with the strategy of just, you know, running out the clock, giving your defense, you know, less than 20 seconds. I think it was 19 seconds for the opposing offense to score, uh, to get into field goal range and score a field goal. So just, I don't see a problem with the strategy. It just went wrong because as has been a theme this entire season, the Raiders' defense sucks. And it doesn't matter that they fired their defensive coordinator. It doesn't matter who's doing anything. It's just that this defense on the Raiders is just 
very, very bad. They're still ranked 29th in points per game allowed, 29.8 points allowed per game. And just, I mean, we can see this Raiders team, the Raiders this year were good, I feel like. They, they were good but, to start off, but then their defense was just so bad. And then they had weird runs where their offense was bad. Like, I feel like you can blame John Gruden for that type of stuff, but not for a strategy that I thought was a pretty good one. And then we had throw of the year, Ryan Fitzpatrick literally getting a face mask. Uh, his, he's getting his helmet ripped off as he, as he threw it to um, who would have guessed the, the hero of this game would be Mac Hollins, former Eagles wide receiver, who comes down with the grab, sets up for the game-winning field goal for, I think his name is Jason Sanders to kick it. And the Miami Dolphins ended up winning the game 26-25 to in an insane fourth quarter, an insane last five minutes in all honesty, just going back and forth, back and forth. And this, to me, was probably game of the week, arguably one of the games of the year and throw of the year from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I want to see what happens because next week Ryan Fitzpatrick is out with COVID. So I want to see if Tua can actually win a game against the Buffalo Bills who won't be resting their starters, I believe. Will he have, you know, the strength to, and the, the skill and all that to win in a game that's a must-win game for the Miami Dolphins to make it to the playoffs? Or will they falter? Like, will he falter rather? Just – that's what it comes down to, in my opinion, for next week. Yeah, so Fitzmagic came up big, but now that the, they don't have that backup, they don't have that uh, safety net of Fitzmagic now because uh, he has been contracted for coronavirus here. So um, it is a must-win game. They have a tough game against Buffalo, and uh, we have to see if Tua can pull out his match and prove that he was the worthy number five overall pick. And when it comes to this game, uh, this game was just so – it was just poor coaching, I think. John Gruden, he's had – this is the second time, I believe, back-to-back years. I think he started 5-2, and two, I believe. And uh, they end, they're right now spinning the same position as they were last year, 7-8. and eight. I, 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 I don't know what to even say or read when, when it comes to this Raiders franchise. Um, I guess try again next year. I mean, they do only get better and better, but – the record, the wins and wins and losses don't say that. Uh, yeah, it, it it is quite disappointing, honestly. And then when it comes to the Dolphins, yeah, Miles Gaskin came back, came back big, eighty-seven rushing yards, eighty on the receiving side. He had eighty-two receiving yards on five receptions and two touchdowns. Yeah, Miles Gaskin controls that offense, bro. I, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, uh, Dolphins big game next week a big game tomorrow i should say and uh that's a must win because i think right now out of all the teams that need to make the playoffs they by far had the hardest game against a team like the buffalo bills who's been who's been honestly whooping everyone so um that's going to be an interesting game for sure and they need to win because if they don't win the odds of them maybe missing the playoffs have increased significantly because they would need the help so um, then we can move on to a game that kind of was a playoff game. The Colts-Steelers, um, this game was interesting because the Colts were up 24-7. to And uh, they managed to choke the, choke the lead. Um, and this is mainly because I think the Steelers just were invigorated. They're like, oh, shit, we can't lose this game. Like, if we lose this game, we're probably going to lose the division. And we're gonna have to, and we're gonna have to be on the road because 
if they won the game, they would have clinched the division. And at the time, obviously, they were expecting the Browns to beat the Jets. So they, they knew immediately, like, we got to get our stuff together. And the, the, the entire team just flipped all of a sudden. It was a one-sided game. Even when the Steelers were about to – they were in the red zone. They had a – they were turnover on downs. And uh, immediately I thought, okay, the Colts are going to win this game. Then the 21-0 run came. Uh, three, un- three unanswered touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Big Ben came up big. That Steelers defense came up big. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I, got, I just got to say. They found the, the pass game. They, that, that's they, what they, happened. Yeah. Their run game was still atrocious. The run but game still they, struck, found, but, yeah. they found a pass game. And, I mean, Big Ben popped off in that third and fourth quarter. He just could not be beat. Three straight touchdown passes. The run game, still a huge problem, but like if the Steelers can pass the ball the way they just did, it'll be impre- it's very impressive. The way they came back and won this game, showed their determination, showed their coaching, showed their like I mean the pass game was probably the biggest thing that stood out to me because that's been missing for the last month. And if they can carry it on to next week against Cleveland, they can go into the playoffs hot. And even without a run game, like I don't know if I'd call them Super Bowl contenders, but I still think they're a team that has the potential to win every single week, if that makes sense, with this yeah, past yeah, game, and if it's definitely. all clicking. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, right now, obviously, I think next week they're benching Big Ben, so uh, we'll see how Mason Rudolph does. But I think, like you said, this this I think this game obviously shows a lot more for the Steelers than it does the Colts, because the Steelers, honestly, in terms of betting, they knowing nobody really expected them. Obviously, it was a 50-50 game, but people were betting on the Colts to win this game because the Steelers have been trending down. They just lost to the Bengals the week before. And then coming out with a win like this, coming back down 17, I think I think uh, they're definitely showing their stripes here and that they, they, they deserve this beating that they have here. And uh, when it comes to the Colts, I think they just got to run the ball more, honestly. I think that, that was where their issue was. The Steelers couldn't stop the run here. And Jonathan Taylor, I think he's been a monster this season. So if, if, they, kept, if they keep running the ball with him and they just kept feeding him, I think they, they'd be fine. But, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. I'm, I am disappointed because right now the Colts are now standing uh, outside the, the playoff picture. They're right now at the eighth seed. And uh, they need some help in order to make the playoffs. Because if the Titans win, the Ravens win next week, the Dolphins win, and the Browns win, if they all, if all four teams win, it doesn't matter what happens with the Colts. There, they'll still stay out. And uh, yeah, now they don't even control their own fate. Now I, they need help in order for them to make the playoffs. So. Um, interesting scenario there. Interesting stuff, but uh, yeah. Overall, my takeaway here is this was a, definitely a great bounce back win by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, for sure. We can speed run some of these games right now. Cleveland Browns ended up losing sixteen to twenty three to the New York Jets. The Jets, I mean, they're playing good football now. Surprisingly, when it j- just doesn't matter. And the Browns had no wide receivers left in this game. I can't really fault them. Like. I mean, Baker Mayfield was throwing the no-name bums came off the street. So just a weird game and very bad timing for them because I believe they might also be missing their wide receivers for this week against the Steelers. And even though the Steelers aren't going to be starting all their starting players, so that's very – it's going to be a difficult game for them to win. Um, 
Washington football team ended up losing 13 to 20 uh, to the Panthers. Dwayne Haskins last game as a member of this team. I mean, Dwayne Haskins sucks. He just sucks on the football football field, and that's why they lost. <laughs> like, their offense couldn't do anything. Yeah, we can honestly leave it at that. Dwayne Haskins sucks. I think that's the only reason they lost this game. And if that football team actually won this game, we wouldn't even need to be the, – the Sunday night game wouldn't be the Eagles versus football team. It, it would probably be another game because uh, if it wasn't for him, the football team would have clinched. The Cowboys are done. The Giants are done. The Eagles are done. We're, we're over it. But now – since they lost because of Dwayne Haskins. I'm literally blaming this loss on Dwayne Haskins. I don't blame it on the, on the, on the backup QB. I, I, won't, I won't do that. Uh, Heineke doesn't deserve that. So, yeah, uh, we can move on there. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys. Oh, yeah, we'll do. We'll we'll do, do Rams, Seahawks. So, yeah. Rams, Seahawks, 20 to 90. Uh, 20 to 90. 20 to 9. Seahawks against the Rams. Seahawks ended up coming up with a dub. Jared Goff got hurt in this game, and that's very worrisome if I'm a Rams fan because, I mean, when, I mean, it, when it comes down to it, like, they're, they're, like their quarterback has a broken thumb. And whatever you think of Jared Goff, he's not getting surgery. He's trying to play through it. I got to give him mad props to that. Okay. But will he be the same Jared Goff? Because, I mean, he clearly wasn't this game with his broken thumb. And what's to say he just won't be the same for the rest of this playoff run? It's very worrisome if I'm a Rams fan because the Rams, even with all their lows, when it comes down to it, when they're clicking on all cylinders, they are like a top three offense in the league probably. And yeah. like it's just worrisome because obviously you want to make a Super Bowl run here if I'm a Rams fan. Your team is very much an older team, uh, lots of high-paid guys. You want to get all that juice out of it, you know, get the most you can get out of this team. But with a quarterback who's doo-doo with a broken thumb, and he's usually inconsistent as it is anyway. Like, I don't know what's – I don't think their playoff hopes and their Super Bowl hopes are looking the best this week. Alone. That's all I can say. Yeah, right now um, the Rams actually also um, – they can't afford to lose either because if they lose and the Bears win, they're out. And – Right now, that scenario actually could potentially happen. Obviously, I don't expect the Bears. We don't even talk about game predictions. I don't expect the Bears to win. But regardless, the Rams, it's, it's, it's definitely worrisome right now if you were a Rams fan because uh, Jared Goff, he actually hasn't even been playing the best football the past month, I can even say. Uh, this entire season, I'll leave, leave it at that, but he hasn't been playing the best. And you're right. When the offense is clicking, the, the Rams honestly are the best. They, you can even say they're the best team in the NFC because their defense is elite, Farid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks scoring 20 points because I can honestly say it's because of the Rams' offense being honestly doing nothing and the Rams' defense being out there so much. It's a similar scenario to the Bears. Uh, yeah, not looking good right now if uh, you're a Rams fan. Uh, we can move on to Eagles Cowboys. This this game uh, wasn't shocking. Uh, actually, actually, we it was shocking because we both picked the Eagles, but it wasn't shocking that Andy Dalton decided to play and he started and he destroyed the Eagles secondary. That wasn't shocking. Uh, I, I did find it funny that all three of the Eagles, uh, all th- all four of the weapons on the Dallas Cowboys decided to play well this game. Ezekiel Elliott played well. Amari Cooper played well. 
Michael Gallup played well, and CeeDee Lamb killed it as well. So, I, I mean, uh, it's, just, it's just beyond hilarious that it just so happened that the entire Dallas Cowboys team decided to play how they were supposed to, how we envisioned, honestly, of them to play this season. And they decided to do it against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he could only try, man. Uh, my problem, we, we obviously the issue with him is the fumbling issue. That's definitely there with him, but he has no help. I mean, I you can I honestly can just leave it at that. He needs some help, and yeah. The Eagles that's suck. That's and some breaking news coming out from Tom Pelissero. Eagles defensive coordinator James Schwartz is contemplating retirement and won't return to the Eagles. So, yeah, they just put up 37 or allowed 37 to the Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, Jim Schwartz has been more positive than negative. I can firmly say that. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. He's very underrated. I think think his scheme is a little bit too rigid sometimes. But when it comes down to it, he's done a lot of good things for this football team. And it's sad to see him go. But I think – as a whole, this Eagles team just needs to reset. And that's where I'm going to leave it at. We can talk about the Eagles in multiple pods for the, in the future. I want to hit on the last game of this week, Titans-Packers. Packers won 40-14 to in the snow, Sunday Night Football in Lambeau. I mean, the Packers just solidified that they're a true Super Bowl contender. I mean, the, the Titans to me, I mean, they always were a Super Bowl contender, but the Titans to me were a good playoff team. And they came into Lambeau and got destroyed. And whether that be the snow or whatever it is, it doesn't matter because the Packers are playing in Lambeau most likely if they win this week against the Chicago Bears. They'll get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And I mean, they won't lose there. It's so it, Yeah, it's just Lambeau. It's cold in January. Like, you got to suck it up. And if it's a football in Lambeau, I don't see how the Packers are going to lose in the playoffs and at least not make it to the Super Bowl unless something like ridiculous happens. So just, they just proved to me that they are a true Super Bowl contender who can legitimately win. Anyway, they can be any team, just flat out. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely scary, scary times right now. Uh, it's, but here's the thing, because uh, the Packers do need a win, obviously, next week, because if they don't win, they won't get it. And uh, I think the Packers are going to have to bring their A game next week against the Bears. And uh, obviously, both teams now need to win. Packers don't really need it because I think they're pretty much locked in top two. But uh, but the Packers need it in the aspect of them wanting to control uh, their own playoff fate and uh, their postseason fate, and they just want to stay in Lambo. And I think that, that honestly is the best idea for them. And uh, if that happens, if they stay in Lambo, if they get the first round by, I, I think it's going to be very, very, very tough to knock off this Green Bay Packers team. Uh, before the Super Bowl, so yeah, um, great game. I, I expected the Packers obviously to win, but this was a landslide. Uh, and it's because, like you said, I think the the snow might have an impact of it. Maybe because it's in Lambo. Because I I think if this game was in Tennessee, I think the score would be much closer. I think this would probably be similar to actually the Colts Packers game, and I could see that being like a one possession, very close game. And uh, even in the playoffs, I could see that as a one, as a very close game. But I think uh, since it was since it was in Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers is at home. He's in his comfort zone in the snow, no problem. Devonta Adams, he's the man. AJ Dillon taking over for an injured Aaron Jones. Twenty-one carries, one hundred twenty-four yards, two touchdowns. We were kind of confused with that pick, AJ Dillon, um, especially since Aaron Jones came off an amazing year last year. Um, but my goodness. Uh, 
an amazing performance, similar to like what can, the boost that Cam Makers brought to the Rams offense. Uh, AJ Dillon is bringing to the Packers uh, Packers offense. Um, yeah, and I think also here Aaron Rodgers has solidified as a MVP. I think uh, right now there's no doubts whatsoever. I think he's locked in the MVP award, unless for some reason he throws like four picks against the Bears, but that's so uncharacteristic of him. So I think uh, I think he's locked in the bag. Yeah, and talking about the Packers, I think we can move on to our power rankings this yeah, week, so going into Week 17. Yeah. And I have moved the Packers over the Chiefs. I had the Packers are number one this week, and Chiefs are number two. Ooh, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So uh, I'll still keep Kansas City at one because they only have one loss on the year, and they did still win the game. So at the end of the day, it could be 17-16. It could be 55-54. It doesn't matter. They won the game. wasn't in the best fashion, but they still got the job done. Mahomes did still lead the team to a game-winning drive, and just for that reason, I'll still keep them at one. But the Packers have been looking dominant, so it is quite tempting. But uh, I'm going to keep the Packers at two. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the top three is the same. I'm pretty sure you have the Bills at three, and I have the Bills at three as well. Yep, I moved the Bills up over the Saints last week. So I've got the yep. Bills at three, and I have the Saints at four. I'm believing yep. it's the same. And then I have Seattle at six. The Bucks, uh, Seattle at five, rather. The Bucks at six, which has pretty much stayed the same. My top six teams have not shifted the last three weeks. And it's because, I mean, those – are really, in my opinion, the six teams that are most likely to make a Super Bowl or like win the Super Bowl. And what it would very much surprise me if the other like four, I guess four to six teams on my list, uh, they actually make made a Super Bowl run. That would surprise me. But I wouldn't be surprised if those top six teams that I just listed, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Saints, Seahawks, and Bucks, are the ones that we see in the Super Bowl this year. Okay, so for me, my number five here. I'm actually going to put the Steelers at five, and it's because of the win they had. I think them beating a top 10 team like the Colts, I think that definitely keeps them level-headed. I think they're definitely a top 10 team now. I mean, you didn't have them last week. I think they're definitely there. I had them at eight last week. I'm going to bump them up to five. Um, Yeah, I think uh, I had the Browns at six. They're better than the Browns now. I'm going to bump them over the Bucks and the Seahawks because of the fact that they had the more impressive win compared to the two. And uh, they are, as it stands in the league, they are 12-3. and three. So uh, I'm going to keep the Steelers at five. Six for me, I'm going to have uh, – I'll have Seattle at six and uh, the Bucks. I'll keep them at seven. Yeah, so at number seven, I had the Titans. And I, when it comes down to it, January football, they have Derrick Henry. I think when it comes to playoff time, they're going to be one of those teams that probably outside of the top six, they have the most, I guess, clear, straightforward path to at least making a decent run. They made the AFC Championship last game, running Derrick Henry and pretty efficient football from Ryan Tannehill. And I don't see why that could not be repeated this year as well. So I moved the Titans up one spot from eight to seven this week. Even though they, even though they got blasted, you can still keep them up. Okay. All right, that's interesting because I do Titans. There, there are teams. Uh, you had the Titans at eight last week, and you have them bumped up to seven. All right, uh, for me, uh, my eighth team is uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they they've been trending up for sure, uh, standing at ten and five, uh, looking impressive. 
all across the board. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Ravens at, at, at eight, moving them up from ten to eight. Yep, I also moved the Ravens up from nine to eight this week. They're just on a a good stretch of football right now. They're playing good defense. Their team, I mean, and they haven't faced the best competition, but they're getting the job done. You play who's on your schedule, and they're playing very high level football against whoever's on their schedule. Their lack of a passing game is still very much a question mark for me, but their run game is just so darn explosive that I guess it sort of makes me forget about it almost. Like I almost feel like they are a high flying passing game just because the amount of times I see people like Lamar Jackson, namely just running the ball like 50 yards. It's like they had those big plays. It just comes a different way. I don't think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender purely because they don't have like the best passing game, but they're definitely a team that can upset anybody in my opinion. So I had the Ravens at eight. And number nine, I had the Browns. I had to knock them down because of their lack of wide receivers. And honestly, I hope, I pray that they win this week against the Steelers because I want to see a Baker Mayfield with healthy wide receivers in the playoffs. And I want to see what we get out of that because the Browns have been really good. They beat the Colts. They beat the Titans. They almost beat the Ravens. Like they're, they're just playing really good football, and it would be a shame if they are left out. Yeah, I agree. I have, the, I have the Browns also at nine. And my number 10 team, I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put the Dolphins at 10 because of the win, even though it wasn't a really good win. Even though heading into this week, I'm not necessarily gonna keep them as a top 10 team, but it's just the fact that they won and the Titans and the Colts didn't win. And uh, that's why I'm gonna keep them at 10. I'm gonna put the Colts 11 and the Titans at 12. Uh, that's gonna, and then my 13 will be the Rams. And uh, 14, I'll put, since they're going to be there, yeah, 14, I'm going to put the Bears at 14. Okay, so you had the Dolphins at 10. Who do you have at 11? The the Colts? The Colts, yep. 12, I have the Titans. 13, okay. Rams. 14, Bears. Okay. And your Cardinals aren't anywhere there. Okay, cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, Cardinals, I can't keep them because they had a chance to – win against the front and the Niners. I mean, it's the Niners. The Niners aren't playing the best and they blew it. Uh, yeah, that means they, they can't, they can't be losing to teams below 500 every week. Yeah. I think that does it for me. Okay. Fair enough. I have the Colts at 10, 10 and I have them in the top 10 still. Cause I just think they're a better team than Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh at 11. I moved them up only one spot oh, and it's really? because Yeah, their lack of run game, bro, they've just been too inconsistent for me to put them higher. And we'll see what they do in the playoffs. I believe they're probably going to win a playoff game and they're going to make me look stupid. But the Steelers just aren't impressive right now. And I get their passing game clicked, but that's the first time it's clicked in one whole month of all. They've gone four or five games not looking impressive on the offense side of the ball. And one game just doesn't erase all the previous negatives. That being said, it was a one game against a very impressive Indianapolis Colts team. That is true. But what it comes down to is two quarters, a half of football where they play good football. And I can't override all that they've been doing this so far this year. So because of that, I've got to keep them at 11. I have the Rams at 12. I dropped them out of my top 10 because of the Jared Goff injury. I'll put the – who am I missing? Rams, Titans. I used to 13 up with the Cardinals and then the Dolphins at 14. Um, yeah, but we can move on to the playoff picture, Amal, because I know you've got your fancy graphics that you want to show me um, with your 538 
predictions. But when it comes down to it, the playoff picture, they are currently uh, five teams in the AFC with 10 and five records. You have the Dolphins, you have the Ravens, you have the Colts, you have the Titans, and then finally you have the Browns, right? And so one of those four teams is going to – one of those five teams, rather, is going to get eliminated. And according to uh, 538, they think that the Dolphins are most likely to get eliminated. And I've got to agree with that sentiment because the the Bills are playing their starters next week. They're trying to get that two seed. they're in Buffalo. They're in Buffalo. This is a really big game and a tall task for a rookie quarterback going into Buffalo against a very good – Buffalo Bills team and you got it's a win it's a win in your end game and I don't think they're going to be able to do it against a Bills team that's actually trying um so if I were to eliminate a team I'd eliminate the Dolphins and I'd say that the AFC playoff picture would be Chiefs Bills Ravens Colts Steelers Titans and Browns that, that's just where I'm looking at it from um the Browns the Browns are also probably a second most likely they've got to beat a Steelers team that's not starting all their starters can you uh, can you look at this up for me? If the Browns lose, but the Dolphins lose, who makes the playoffs because of that? Would it be the Browns, Joe? Uh, no, the, the the Dolphins will make the playoffs in that situation. The Dolphins right now currently stand at fifth at, as the five seed, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so if uh, they can, even if they lose, they can technically still have help and they'll be fine. Okay, so that's interesting. And then so, for yeah, the AFC, essentially in this scenario, if the Ravens lose, the Dolphins have clinched. If the Ravens, if the, yes, correct. If the Browns lose, the Dolphins also clinch. If so, the Browns lose, the Dolphins clinch, correct. So the Browns, they've got to win. They need to win. They need Indy to lose. They need a Tennessee loss and a Miami loss with a Baltimore win. Those are the three most likely scenarios. So they could the easiest way for Cleveland to make it in is for them to win. But if Indy loses or you have a Miami Tennessee loss and a Baltimore win, then you're gonna see the Browns in the playoffs over, I believe, the I wanna say the Miami Dolphins would be out here. But the team that I'd lock in most likely, I'd probably lock in the Titans. Um I'd lock in Pittsburgh, obviously. The Colts. I think the Titans are, I think, for me, they're also the most likely outcome because I think, yes, they're playing Deshaun Watson and the Texans, and they may have some things there. But even if they lose, they still have a really good shot at winning. Yeah, they need a lot of gimmicky things to happen for them to get kicked out. Yes, to happen. Yeah, exactly. So even if they lose, it's not even a big deal. So I, yeah, I agree with you. The Titans, uh, the Titans have the best shot at making the playoffs. I'd, mm-hmm. and I, I'd consider them pretty much locked in. The Ravens, you can honestly say the same thing, but but I'm going to keep this in your in your heads. The Ravens did play the Bengals, I believe, uh, two years ago. Or was it, yeah, two years ago against the Bengals for them to clinch the playoff spot. Um, and they lost to the Bengals. So it can happen. Not saying it will, but it has happened before where the Bengals have upset the Ravens. And, uh, yeah, you never know with that game. If the Ravens lose, they're pretty much out, bro. They, they're, they're pretty much out because uh, the Colts will win. I'm assuming uh, – uh, you have to assume the Browns are going to win. If the Browns win, they're, out, they're in. If the Browns lose, they're out. So uh, it's, it's really a tough scenario here, but I'm with you. I think the most likely situation is one will stay as Kansas City. Two, I believe, will stay as Buffalo. Three, I think we'll stay as uh, 
Jazz, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, even though they'll lose, uh, they're going to still, they're, they're going to be 12 and four. That'll keep them at the three seed. Four, I believe, will be the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to win. That's why I'm going to believe they win the division. So four, I believe, will be the Tennessee Titans. Five, I think, will be the, I think it'll be Baltimore at five. And uh, six, I think, will be the Cleveland Browns. And the Colts will make it in at seven. I think that's going to be my uh, my playoff picture here um, for me. Yeah, I've got to go with the same thing with you. I think the Dolphins have a very tall task, and I'm going to eliminate them. I don't know the overall seeding, but I've got the same seven teams. I have the Chiefs, Bills, uh, Ravens, Colts, Steelers, Titans, and Browns. And yeah. – uh, I guess that was all the teams, yeah. I got those seven teams making it. And then in the NFC side, um, it's going to be interesting because uh, we haven't even gotten into our game predictions yet, but uh, I think it'll go – one, I think, will be Green Bay. I'd be shocked if they, lo- if they lost, honestly. I'd be damn shocked if they lost. So I'm going to take one as Green Bay. Uh, two, I'm going to say the Saints are going to be two. Three, I'm going to put Seattle. And four, I'm going to put – this is the NFC East scenario. This is going to be interesting. Do the Eagles win? Eagles don't have Miles Sanders. They don't have Fletcher Cox playing. Uh, Barnett. They don't have anyone pretty much. They're, they're resting a lot of guys. They, they, they are, I think, help. they're trying to help them. Uh, if Alex Smith is playing – which he is reports saying today coming out today he will start next uh, tomorrow. He will so, start. Then in that yeah. case, I will take the Washington football team as my fourth seed. Yep, oh, thus eliminating the Dallas thus Cowboys the Dallas and the New York Cowboys. Giants. That, 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 therefore, that game being irrelevant. Exactly. So uh, that's my four, five. I think will be uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. Yep. Six. I think it's a toss up for six because will the Rams win or will the Dolph- or will the Cardinals win? Um, I think the Ram. I think Sean McVay will scheme it out some way, and I think the Rams are going to win this game. And I'll take the Rams winning at six, so they will stay at six. And I think uh, the Bears make the playoffs. So whether they lose or not, I think they're in. So I think the for me, I think the Bears go seven. So I think one Packers, two Saints, three Seahawks, four Washington Football Team, five Bucks. Six Rams, seven Bears. Now, do me a favor, right? Switch this Cardinals game and say that the Rams end up losing, right? So, who gets in then? The then Bears the are Card- eliminated. The Bears are eliminated. The Cardinals get the sixth seed, and the Rams get the seventh seed. Okay, because that's where I'm currently leading. I, I think you're going to have the Cardinals winning their game. You're going to have the Bears losing their game against Green Bay. Yeah, and my seven teams, yeah, yeah my but. seven teams will end up being the Cardinals, the uh, the the other the other four teams, and then the, yeah, the the Rams and the Bucks. That's where my head's at for the NFC playoff picture. And we can honestly, you you think the Packers have the bye, obviously too. Yeah, I think the Packers will win the bye. Yeah, so we can just go through our predictions right now, Amal. We can run through them. There's a lot of good football games tomorrow, and all the games are actually tomorrow. No Thursday night football, no Monday night football. So we can just jump into probably the first game. My, uh, 
yeah, 16 games. Dolphins versus Bills in Buffalo. The Bills are obviously favorites here. I've got to go with the Bills. Like it, the Bills are just their football team that's playing for the second seed. And you're playing for the second seed because you're going to face what? You're going to face the seventh seed. So you're going to face probably the the Colts. The Colts. Yeah. I mean, the you'd Bills want, you'd want them you'd want them to be there exactly. You'd want them to be in Buffalo. And they, they, they and I think the Colts out of those three teams yeah, I'd probably want to play the Colts probably. And you'd face yeah. – you'd end up facing the Chiefs in the championship game. You're not going to face them anytime earlier, which is probably the best. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think the, the, Bills, the Bills should win this game. I'm with you. Uh, the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites from what I'm seeing. I, I'd smash the Bills here against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're going to win this game. And, and I, I honestly think they could win this game big because I don't know how true it's going to be against this uh, – this Bills defense. Yep. I don't know how the Dolphins D. Dolphins D has been killing it. We'll see how they do against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs next. But, uh, Jets Patriots. Uh, this game's irrelevant. I'm gonna take the Jets here, though. J- Patriots are three point favorites. I think the Jets are gonna win this game. Yeah, I've got to. I haven't picked the Jets in about 13, 14 weeks, but I've got to pick them here because the Patriots, they just suck. Like that's just where my head's at, and they're not on a hot streak. The Jets are somehow on a hot hot streak. Those, those that momentum actually matters. So I'm gonna say with the Jets. Um, I had the Ravens versus the Bengals. The Ravens are 13 point favorites from what I'm seeing. I'd smash that. I don't think the Bengals are gonna do anything this yeah, game. And I, I think. also don't think I also don't think they have any shot whatsoever. I think the Ravens are gonna win. If the Bengals do pull this off. <laughs> I think the, the Ravens are screwed. I think in general, I, I don't know what they would do with their franchise if they lose to the Steelers. Um, yeah, I think, I think the, yep. the Ravens are going to win. Uh, Cowboys, Giants. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Uh, even though it is in New York, I think, I think the Cowboys get the job done. Yeah, for me, this is probably the closest game this week that actually matters because – yeah, I, I feel agree. like it can go either way. Like, and the, the obviously the X factor is Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones has a good game, it could definitely go either way. If he doesn't, then I'm smashing Dallas. And I mean, just the way it's been for his entire career so far. I mean, he's had more bad games than good games. I got to go with that trend. So I got to pick Dallas. Um, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland's ten point favorites as they should be. The Browns are. Uh, the Steelers are resting a lot of players. I've got to go with the Browns here. Exactly. Just to prove that, I'm with you. I think the Browns are going to win here. Revenge game, I'd expect Miles here to have a, a big-time game uh, in, uh, against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I mean, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Vikings-Lions, I think the Vikings are going to win this game. At least the Vikings are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Vikings, I guess. But, I mean, my goodness, I think we've seen the end of Matthew Stafford. And um, I'm disappointed, actually, because I think Kenny Galladay only played, like, three games this season. He's been questionable, like, almost every damn week, but he, he hasn't played any games. Uh, yeah, I believe he's out this week as well. Exactly. So I, I'm disappointed in that aspect that uh, a guy can't – I mean, I mean, if he's hurt, he's hurt. I, I, I understand that, but, damn, that, that definitely hurt that Lions offense altogether. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft next year. Uh, yeah, and he's hitting free agency as well next year. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Falcons at Bucks. Bucks are six and a half point favorites of all. I've got to smash the Bucks because the Falcons, even though they played a good game last week, 
the Bucks are just a different animal, I feel like, sometimes. Like, at least the last few weeks, the Bucks have been on a tear. And they are a team – there's a reason why I have them as a true Super Bowl contender this year because they're, they're on fire currently. And they have good defensive pieces. They've got good offensive weapons. They've got a good quarterback. It just everything seems to be clicking for them at the moment. So they're definitely a scary team um, in the NFC. Yeah, I'm going to take here – I'm going to take the Falcons here. Um, last week, why not? Um, also, because the first time they met, it was a very close game too. And I think the Falcons were up big too. And I think this time uh, the Falcons will be able to hold on. And I think uh, mm-hmm. I'll take the Falcons here this time. That will be my upset, I guess, of the week. Um, uh, Chargers, Chiefs, uh, we can move on to the 425 games. Chargers, Chiefs, Chiefs are underdogs here, three and a half points because Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. So just for that reason, I'm going to take the Yeah, same reasoning. They aren't starting their quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they also did win. Tyree Kill is also out. So that's yeah, as he should be. So, yeah. yeah, obviously. And I think the Chargers need to gain some sort of momentum at the end of the year, win this game. Seven wins, seven and nine. I think that, that's a pretty good record. I think uh, considering Derwin James, their superstar uh, uh, safety's out, um, having a bunch of BS close games. Seven and nine, I'd consider that a pretty good season if I, if I, if I were the Chargers. Yeah, and there are seven and nine teams that could have gone 10 and six easily. Exactly. So just exactly. the ball rolling the wrong way multiple times. Exactly. Um, Saints at the Panthers. Saints are six-point favorites. They don't have running backs. I'm going to go with the Saints, but it's going to be a close game. And like we've said multiple times this season, we've underrated to the, the Panthers to the point where, like, they can definitely win any game against any team they play. They almost beat the Chiefs as well. And it just added to the list. So I'm going to go the Saints. But if the Panthers won, I would not be shocked whatsoever. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Saints here. But like, like you said, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if uh, that game went the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I'm going to take uh, the Raiders here. If the Raiders lose this game, man, it's two back-to-back seasons going under 500. I can't see that. I, I think uh, yep. I agree with you on that one. Packers at Bears. I, I, I'm assuming this is game of the week. Packers four yep. and a half point favorites. I gotta go. I gotta go Green Bay. I mean, they're I'm just. Gonna, I, I'm smashing Green Bay here. If Green Bay doesn't win this game, uh, they're in some trouble here. Yeah, I think and now, this is a defining then, moment. Then, then you can actually be worried about them in the postseason because they'll be going through another team in the playoffs most likely. Uh, going to another place at home and yeah. that can completely ruin their playoff. Mm-hmm. And this is a defining game for Mitch Trubisky. Like this is probably the game of his career in all honesty. Yeah. If he can Honestly, win this yeah. game. If they like, can win this game and let's say if they win this game and the Cardinals win this game, they can even move up to six. And that is way better in my opinion. So if that happens, that, that could be big time. I think the, the Bears should definitely – they can control their own destiny by simply winning the damn game. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take the Packers, obviously, but if, if Trubisky gets the job done, man, I'm expecting a big-time contract for him next year. No cap, for sure. Because this is, this is a playoff game for him, and when you're in the lose, you might be out. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that game goes. I don't know if you're with me or Reed, but I think this is like a contract game for Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, um, Jaguars, Colts. Colts, 14-point favorites. Hammer the Colts because the Jaguars suck. 
Um, Titans oh, at Texans. Yeah. This to me is a very interesting game, Amal, because the last game was one of the best games of the year. Just back and forth, went to overtime. One of the most fun I've had watching a game this year. And it could very well be the same thing. But Derrick Henry exists, and the Texans don't have a defense. I believe he's going to run all over them. Again, for like, you know, probably the 15th time in his career where he's ran all over the Texans. So I've got to go Titans. Yeah, I'm going to go the Titans here too. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, let's say, J.J. Watt's message, that, that message he gave last week was incredible, by the way. I hope uh, everyone listened to that message. I mean, it, it's just the fact that, like, like they're, they're going week in, week out, and they're not getting the result they want. It's, it's, I, you can honestly blame it all on Bill O'Brien. I mean, I don't blame J.J. Watt uh, earlier in the season for cussing out uh, Bill O'Brien. That dude's a moron. He's, a, he's, a, he's a 100% chip. And uh, he put them in this in this crapshoot, 100%. And uh, sadly, the players are facing the consequences for it. And uh, it's not their fault whatsoever that, that it's, this is the situation they're in. It's a, it's a team structural issue. And uh, yeah, but if that message gets clear, I can easily see the upset here. And uh, then the Colts win the division, but I, I don't see Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm still thinking the Titans here. Okay. Uh, Seahawks Niners. Uh, I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. They're seven point favorites, but I won't be shocked if uh, George Kittle uh, just stuns that and just like kills that Seahawks defense. Yeah, I mean he's done that to a lot of teams in his career, so I wouldn't be shocked as well. I'm going Seattle as well. Um, Cardinals at Rams. Cardinals are favorites in this game, and I've got to I've got to pick them, dude. Like. It'll be sad if the Rams don't make it, but their quarterback is hurt. Like he does, he can't he can't throw the ball. It's just that simple. When it comes down to, I feel like like their quarterback can't execute because of a broken thumb, Jared Goff, and because of that, I think they're gonna lose the game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams here. I think you you might be right, but I trust Sean McVay more than Cliff Kingsbury, and the Cardinals have lost too many shoddy games and. Uh, I, I can't I can't trust them to win another game like this. Um, so I'm gonna take the Cardinals. And it's crazy because we we had both these teams. We had the Rams at a time top five, and we had the Cardinals top ten many times. And uh, they're right now both struggling to get themselves in the playoffs. While the Bears might might sneak into the playoffs, it doesn't make any sense. The Bears have never even made our top thirteen. And uh, they made my. No, nah, they made your one. top ten. Top yeah. ten. One time they made my top ten. Exactly, they made that my top ten after they beat the Bucks, I believe. And ever since then, but that's what I'm saying. They, the Cardinals and the Rams, they're teams that have frequent that have been on there multiple times. Rams top five have been there. Top four, they've been there. And uh, yeah, it's quite shocking to see uh, how these turn, how the tables have turned, and now they're struggling to make themselves into the playoffs. Uh, Interesting game. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna take the Rams because I trust Sean McVay and his offensive mastermind will lead them through. And uh, last game, Sunday night, Washington football team against the Eagles. Washington football team can make. They're out if they lose, so they. This is a must-win game. Uh, and if Alex Smith is playing, I do firmly expect the Washington football team to win this game. If Heineke is playing, I firmly expect the Eagles to win this game. And I expect the Dallas Cowboys to make the playoffs. So, um, 
yeah, if Alex Smith is playing, my comeback player of the year, regardless if they miss or make the playoffs, I, I think uh, the Washington football team will win this game because reports have come out that Alex Smith will play. So, yeah, that's going to be my pick here. And the Washington football team will represent the NFC East at 7-9, and nine, and they will most likely be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. Yep, um, same thing, everything you said there. And it's just another incentive for the Bucks to win because they'll hammer in the fifth seed and they'll face either Washington, Dallas, or the New York Giants. All those teams suck. Just a, an easier way to make it to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Washington probably wins this game. The Eagles are resting a lot of their starters. It's going to be a joke of a Sunday night football game. And honestly, my only the only sad thing about this week for me is that there's too many games I want to watch. Like, I want to watch Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I want to watch um, Green Bay, Chicago. I want to watch Tennessee uh, Texans uh, Dolphins, versus Bills. Dolphins, Bills, Cardinals, Rams. Like, there's too many good games, and they're all at the same time. Like, it just sucks <laughs> that I'm going to have to be, like, split-screening this. But it is what it is. Last week of football, Ma. Anything you want to say before we head out? Uh, yeah. Um, everything uh, we got, we got everything uh, covered. Looking forward to this last week of the regular season. Uh, then we're going to be covering the playoffs, our favorite time of the year. Uh, and nothing's more excited than NFL playoff football. And uh, yeah, looking forward to maybe see when we recap this week. Hopefully, a lot of upsets that we may not have expected to happen happen. Uh, what if the Jags sweep the Colts? <laughs> Who knows? Anything can happen uh, in this in this league. So, uh, yeah, um, looking forward to the great week that we're gonna we're, we're, we will be having. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yep, all Ma said, all, all all of what he said is everything I agree with. Just another week of football. Last week of the regular season. Last time I'm gonna see the Eagles play. Thankfully for the next yes eight months. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad. We've gone through a really fast month. It's already New Year's, it's already 2021, but the year is going by fast. We shall see what happens this year. We'll just see what happens with the Super Bowl. And hopefully this year is better than next year, or last year, rather. Anyway, thanks for listening to episode 49 of the Flea Flicker NFL Show. I'm your host, Arubumar, and me and Amal have got nothing else to say. So sayonara, thank you for listening, and bye. <laughs>